Do I really have to spend time? Oh, you just started the show. You caught me. What, what were you going to ask? I was gonna ask, do I really have to spend time with your brother-in-law after uh, after the live show? On That's Saturday? fine. He doesn't. He's not gonna listen to this, so I'll I'll allow it to stand. Yes, you do. He's coming down with me. Is he nice? Yeah, he's friends with me. How could he not be nice? He's not friends with you. He's your brother-in-law. Yeah, we're friends though. We have to be. We're dating. We're, yeah, we're married. Fair. That's the point. You said you were you're dating. Yeah, we're married to twins, so we have to be best friends. Oh, you're married to twins. Yeah, man. Uh, Michael and I are talking about this Saturday, September 14th, where you, from 3 o'clock to 6 o'clock, will be joining me and a shirtless Mike Murphy at the Gin Mill, 442 Amsterdam Avenue, New York, New York, 10024. Okay? That's the answer. You're going to be there because you're listening to a podcast and you just don't, you don't have anything going on. All right? Bring your tracker keepers. Bring your Game Boy Colors. It's the first day of the Rangers season in the school year. Okay, that's what you do. I am so sick and tired of this nonsense. What color highlighter did you like? Oh, yellow. Bright yellow. Yeah, it was a traditional yellow, too. You're probably sitting there on your couch like, Oh, I'm too busy. I have things going on. No, you don't. Stop lying to yourself. That's the first step of getting out. Stop lying to yourself. Just come to the show. I don't like to leave the house much, Joe, because I have uh, anxiety. I don't like to leave the house because I'm tired but all the time. What? When I do push myself to leave, I feel good. See? Human beings need each other. We're social social apes. You feel real good. Y- your just, brain needs those happy chemicals from interacting just, with people. You feel really good with the chemicals. Yes, you will have to hang out with my brother. Name He's, one bad thing that's happened because of chemicals. He's a good guy. No, I one. can't name one at all. So, no, not one. Um, anyway, this is our first... Q&A show. This is Bantering the Blue Shirts Off the Post. My name is Joe Fortunato, and that brother-in-law hating son of a bitch that's my co-host is Michael Murphy. Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner. Mitchy the... the M- Marty Mitch. Merkel Mitch. Mitch Merkel. Um, mud Maples. Mud Maples. Mapley Mud. Uh, okay. We're here. We're answering your, being you, your questions about the New York Rangers. We're in your ear right now. We're answering questions, so you should have asked them. If you did ask them, you're a good person. I appreciate that. You are uh, better than everybody else that did not ask questions. If you did not ask a question and you're listening to this show, turn it off right now. Okay? You don't turn deserve this. This isn't for you. Turn it back on? I don't know if they're listening anymore because Looking if they followed my uh-huh. specific instructions, they're no longer listening. So just saying. It's wrong. You're steal- You're basically stealing. Stealing from stealing. the show. The show's for everyone. Uh, hashtag bantering points. If you don't use the hashtag and you don't email me, or if you're a patron, you don't send a message through Patreon, I will not see it. I can't stress this enough. I need the hashtag. I am a fool. You know, I get like a thousand Twitter interactions a day on a good day. It's not even a brag. My life is a living hell on Twitter, so I can't follow all of it. I need it to be put in a nice box, so... Phil, our Phil, who's the biggest stud on the New York Rangers, and why is it Capo Caco? Capo Caco, sorry. I keep saying Caco Caco. I'm so happy. It's twice, twice as good, Caco Caco. Twice as good, Caco Caco. Um, it is probably, I mean, how could uh, right now, how could it not be Caco? Nobody else has really played. It's Caco, Adam Fox, and, and Kravtsov. Th- those are my three big studs. 
Hey, you son of a bitch. Artemi Panarin is launching his own YouTube channel. Oh my god, how incredible is it? He has literally been... I Like, uh, he's posting his own highlight videos. This man is Adorable. a gift. Yeah, he... I think he posted, like... A shirt that said, only New York or something. Yeah, at, like, three in the morning. Just the man is... The man is... Protect that man. Protect him. or Panarin, those are my studs. Yeah, those are... And and Lundqvist. Those are my Clydesdales. He's a stud. He's a real stud. Clydesdale, that's a good one. Um, Joshua Zarkin. Who was happier? Antonio Brown getting his release by the Raiders? Or Buchnevich when Vigneault was fired? Ooh, this is a good one. Do you follow football at all, Michael? A little bit. You, you following this Antonio Brown, Brown nonsense? Is, I think he's happier that he was released and then he got signed by the Patriots. Then, well, yeah, because like, he lost all of his sweet. guaranteed money. Booch, Booch with, you know, with Vigneault, I think he was happy, but he has an unknown with, you know, with Quinn, and I think he's. He's adjusting to it. I think he's happy right now. He's got so many new Russian friends. He's got that going for him. He has a lot of Russian friends. The Rangers are really quite Russian right now. Like, incredibly Russian. Quite Russian. I'm going to say, I mean, Antonio Brown was happier. Antonio Brown had to be happier because he went from having $30 million guaranteed to nothing. So he needed to be released. He needed that to happen. And he's going to a team that just won the Super Bowl. Yeah, and he's going to the Patriots, which is like, it's incredible. They're doing insane things. And then Gronk's going to come out of retirement. Gronk might come out of retirement and just... Then my fantasy season's going to be fucked before it begins because I drafted Baker Mayfield and he threw three picks. All right, here, let me me tell you a little fantasy football story. I'm in a league. Not with me. Not with you. I'm in a league at work. One league, a single league. My buddy from work, Chris... And it is a league full of Indian men. My friend Chris is friends with nothing but Indians. It's kind of weird, but fine. Um, Why is that weird, Joe? Because he's not Indian, and like he's not even from an Indian town. None of his neighbor, Indian like town, he just Joe? he has Indian. All I don't towns know, are just, American towns, Joe. He just has Indian friends, regardless. Um, I don't like your tone. I have the worst luck in this league. Okay. I'm not even just saying that. For the past two years, my second overall pick has been injured both years, okay? This week, I am going to lose my first opening game, and the only team that I would have lost to is the team that I was playing. I would have crushed anybody else except for the team that I played. Yeah, that happened to me all year last year. So, I'm not happy. I'm pissed off. Fucking just, I don't even, I don't even know, man. He had Sammy Watkins who ran all over me, McCaffrey who ran all over me, and Tom Brady, speaking of the devil. Just, they just put a show. And I I only lost by 30. Who's your QB? Uh, We're two QB leagues. So I'm Ryan and Rivers. Well, they both did better than fucking Baker. (laughs) Than Baker Mayfield. You know what, though? I'll give you Baker Mayfield because he's got a lot of weapons. There's a lot of hype going on there. That's fine. I have Julio Jones. Johnson, Derrick Henry, it was not a good day for me. And if I fucking if I would have started Hawkinson, the tight end on the Detroit Tigers, I would have won the game. But I didn't I because I'm an Travis idiot. Kelsey, that's all I really care so, about. Ooh, Kelsey, yeah, he's pretty good. He's my uh, boy. Um, what were we talking about? Football, or something? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Antonio football. Brown's definitely happier because it equals more money. 
So you seem to mention people from the Indian subcontinent um, in a non-flattering light, which cannot be good for our podcast. It was not a. It has nothing to do with Indian people. It has everything to do with the fact that Chris. It's, it's just a detail you added that need not be added, Joe, which makes it suspicious. Well, it it it's they're all doctors, so they make me feel bad about myself. Um, when we are drafting, all doctors, all doctors. So I'm not kidding. Are almost, you listening to yourself? Joe? Almost every one of them are doctors. So when we're in the chat for the fantasy football draft, which is really the only interaction I have with these people, um, they're all talking about like very very advanced medical terminology. One of them is a radiologist who's helping fight brain cancer. Um, You're lucky I'm not part of cancel culture. That's all I'm telling you. And uh, they're they're all talking about just this these incredible things that they're doing. And I sell commercial airspace for broadcast television. That's what I do. You're so, a bright boy. They're they're but they're like I just this every year I'm like I'm not doing this league anymore, and I keep that, pulling myself back in because it's the only league that I do. So, but yeah, if you knew Chris, you'd be like, wow, all of your friends as you do on Twitter. All of your friends, like if every one of your friends was, I don't know, Chinese, wouldn't that be weird? No, it would like be weird. Everyone, if every one of your friends was Italian, wouldn't that be weird? No, Italian. All of my friends are Italian. Well, are you from an Italian area? Like if you were living in an Irish neighborhood and all of your friends are Irish, I'm from the Shire. That makes sense. With the hairy-footed folk. So, Lord of the Rings, seventeen years ago. <laughs> That's a thing. Did you just have like a stroke and say something? No, I saw the. There was a great, the scene where Frodo is asking Sam why they should continue, and Sam gives that great speech that there's still good left in the world. Seventeen years ago, there's still good left in the world. Quit being a little bitch. How heavy can a ring get? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, Clem Fandango. Hey, Joe and Mike. As camp approaches, besides the highly touted prospects, are there any other prospects you're intrigued to see how they're developing? And if they have any NHL future, players like Ronning, Lindgren, Gettinger, etc. Thanks, and keep up the great work, Joe. I don't want to close the book on Ty Ronning, but my book is closed. Yeah, you can't. Well, it's not that. It's not that the book is closed. It's closed. It's just, especially now. There's too many. There's too much else going on there. One of Listen, the things with prospects, especially guys like Ty Ronning, Joe, is they need a chance. He might make it. You know, at a level how the higher than he is now, but does he do that with the Rangers? Uh, him, Lindgren, I put in the same boat. Like, there's really no chance for these guys to make the NHL. There's just too much ahead of them right now, and too much in front of them in the prospects prospect he, pool. Tyronning played more games in the ECHL than the AHL last year. Yeah, we tried to pump the brakes on him pretty hard, and people just yeah, yeah. they kept I going. I get it. They he's, didn't stop. I don't really get it. Well, he scored sixty-one goals in the WHL. You think you're better than me? No. Do you think you're better than me, Michael? Not really, buddy. I love you. I love you too. I would say of all the players, especially specifically the ones that he named, Gettinger has the best chance of making the team of the four of them, <coughs> or the three of them. Um, Hayek, maybe, but again, like, are we considering Rikov a highly touted prospect? I would think at this point we'd have to. You have to. Uh, yeah, maybe Gettinger and, and Hayek are going to be the guys that I'm going to say are. Yeah, like uh, Morgan Barron is a guy I'm fascinated with. Ooh, Morgan Barron, he's a good one. I like that. Um, 
you know, in Roynanen, we've got to see him a little bit at uh, Traverse City, which has been fun. But, you know, there's, like, of course I want to see what, like, not all these guys are going to be in camp, but I, I can't wait to see Keandre Miller. Can't wait to see Nils Lundqvist this year. Um, yeah. Yeah, Joe. I really want to know what the hell's going on with Olaf Lindblom. We're going to find that out in the Allsvenskan. But, yeah, Gettinger's my... I like him too much for what he is, but he's a guy who I am pulling for. Yeah, I would agree with that. Brian Resnick, how likely is it that the lack of perceived movement on the D'Angelo and Lemieux contracts is due to Gordon working up to free some money for them? Unloaded Nemestikov or Strom, I think you could lock up Tony or Brendan for slightly longer term and great value. Um, There's no doubt both of them are prime candidates for a really good two- or three-year deal, specifically D'Angelo, because he is one of those players that could theoretically explode onto the scene. If he has another 40- to 45-point season, no hold bars for him, okay? If he's putting up those kind of numbers, it's it's on. But for Lemieux, it's a, like there's not as much risk because he's not going to do anything that's going to really make him super expensive, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I don't think the holdup is... Like, Gordon, there's really very little Gordon can do right now. Well, it's interesting to me that, like, a bunch of places, uh, you know, I think it was Dom at The Athletic, you know, Dom L, and uh, as well as Allison, Lucan, and Boucher Banners, Shana Goldman, you know, they did, uh, like, projecting the standings and projecting what the year's going to look like. And in a lot of the roster projections, people left out Vlad Nemestikov, and I think... Most of the time it was just to make the, the salary cap work, and he was the guy they're like, eh, whatever, he won't be there. But if I was going to write something for the banter about how Vlad has become this like wild card, like he's just not discussed. He's very rarely counted into the Rangers lineup, um, and that's crazy considering the line he played on just two seasons ago. It was the best. He line really ever. has fallen, hasn't he? And but like you and I knew right away when the Rangers acquired him, like the most logical thing to do was to flip the son of a bitch when this stock was as high as it could be. <laughs> flip the son of a bitch? Just fucking, just, just like a house. You just, just go out there and yeah. you're like, listen, we're going to build you up. Maybe put, maybe get some abs. If you can get some abs, that would be great. Yeah. And then just flip them right to the next, just, just con artist style, flip that son of a bitch. Second round pick and a third round pick, done. Um, just I mean, they tried. As far as we know, they attempted to move him shit. at the deadline the same way that you would move like a used car yeah, where you're like, must go. Gordon gave him a fucking two-year, $8 million no, I'm talking contract. about this year. He tried to move him at the deadline. No, I know, but like, I mean, he tried to move him at the deadline, but the fact of the matter is he gave him a two-year, $8 million contract, which makes him a tricky guy to fit under anyone's goddamn cap. Spooky, and then the thing with with Vlad to me is like, goddamn, he's he's a like he's a middle six guy, you know, second line guy. Like, you know, I know the underlying numbers aren't incredibly inspiring, but like, he's a guy who has so much value in that he can play wing and center. And this team has like after Zibanejad, all of its centers are still wearing Velcro shoes, like. What does that even mean? They're babies. Babies wear Velcro shoes. Oh, I see. Okay. I mean, you could have said they were in diapers. Yeah, but... Or drinking a bottle. I also happen to be very versed in what babies are doing because I have one right now, so... I, I drink from a bottle. Uh, do you? Yeah, beer bottle. Okay. Oh, look at you. Oh, my goodness. 
Um, I, I'm I, I'm not terribly. Words are fun. Sh- I'm not terribly shocked that we're kind of at this point. There was definitely an expectation that he signed Strom. He signed, or excuse me, he signed Spooner. He signed Nemestikov to that deal, and the thought process was, hey, they're going to flip this guy, right? Flip those sons of bitches. Like he's not going to be around all that much longer. And when you look at it, it it it, it makes sense that he's still here. I like to refer to Nemestikov as a Swiss Army knife, and he is. He could be anything for the Rangers. He could be a fourth-line center for the Rangers. He could be a top-six winger for the Rangers. Um, he's a perfect glue guy. Much, He's like a more talented fast in that he can do pretty much anything you ask him to do. And when you have a shitload of kids in the lineup, that's really important because, okay, maybe now you, you want to get a little bit more defensive, you could put him out there on the fourth line. You, you want to put somebody who's defensively responsible on the ice so that Kako can kind of do his thing, you put him with Kako. It, you want to take pressure off Hedl for that second line? A, a, a thousand trillion percent because... Yeah. Especially if Hedl's going to play center, you put Nemestkov on his wing and you hope he cleans up some of the mess. Like, that makes sense. But the inherent value of Nemestikov is in the fact that you can flip the son of a bitch. And Gordon hasn't been able to, for whatever reason. I'm not totally sure it's because of the contract extension, although that probably has something to do with it. Um, he's 100% getting traded at the deadline this year. There's no way he's not. Do you think teams, so? Well, he'll be a prorated contract at that point, and the cap hit won't be that bad. And, you know, teams are looking. They need that edge that a guy like Nemestikov brings to kind of clear things out before the playoffs start. So I totally expect him to be moved on from. Do you think it might be because in 97 games with the Rangers, he has 35 points? And in his last 62 games with Tampa, he had 44 points. I mean, listen, you're talking to somebody who thought he could put up a 25-25 season. So. Yeah, that was. I just want to kiss your forehead and tuck you in. I'm just saying that if the Rangers had utilized him on the first line and they put him with... And they gave him power play time and all that fun stuff. He could just get wanna, close to that because he's a good hockey player. Nemestikov is not a bad hockey put player. Put a mobile over your head. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a mobile plug in the nightlight. Mobile over your face. Tell you you're safe. Daddy's gonna take care of you. That's what I want to tell you. How do you like that mobile right on your right on your your face? Uh, I'm just I'm a little surprised. Am I surprised he's still here? In a sense, yes. Um, do I think that, you know, Gordon is actively looking to deal with him and kind of get rid of him right now for the contract, per- for contract purposes? I don't know because no. now you I almost... I don't know, but I would lean towards no. See, I would lean towards no too because the value of Nemestikov is the fact that you're going to get something relatively substantial for him at the they deadline. They cut bait on anyone. It should probably be Strom. But well, hundred percent. I'm and they, deeply concerned that the front office is in love with someone who shot twenty percent. Well, they probably are because they haven't done anything to get rid of him yet. Yeah. So, I mean, oh no, it's it's. Uh, Nemestikov is an interesting case because I definitely think there's a reason to be optimistic at the fact that the Rangers are, the Rangers are not trying to make salary cap room right now unless it's super easy, and it's not going to be super easy and. No, and no, no. They think, rightfully so, that they should be able to get both D'Angelo and Lemieux to sign their qualifying offers. It really should not be this hard. Yeah, it's it's not crazy talk for them to be like, yeah, we should be able to get this. Right, they're not looking to save money anymore. Buying out Shattenkirk was what they had to do to save money. 
That's that's the reality of this. Buying out Shattenkirk is what they had to do to save money. They've already made bad decisions because they needed to save money, and buying out Shattenkirk was one of those bad decisions. But you have to. The flip side of that is that decision was made already, and like it's over now. The Rangers are they're they're done. The saving money part, it's over. So yes, would you prefer to have them do something so that they can lock these guys up long term? Not Lemieux, but for for D'Angelo maybe. But I don't even know if the Rangers want to lock up D'Angelo long term, especially with Fox. Acquired. Is right. Is that something that the Rangers even yeah, might want to not do? be jumping on the let's lock up D'Angelo to a four year deal, five year deal right now? Like there's the his skill, undeniable skill. The the things that come with it that you have to accept as part of the whole package with him also there. It's a guy who can't seem to get out of his own way and makes a lot of mistakes. So I don't know. I I. To directly answer the question, like you, I don't think the issue is Gorton is trying to just free up space by moving someone. I think maybe he might be wondering why, uh, like, the team signed Greg McKegg and, and things of that nature. But yeah, but those guys don't count against the cap. That's the thing. Like, McKegg counts against the cap right now, but he's not going to play on the NHL roster. Like, if he's a cap problem, that's the Rangers issue. Yeah. It's just. I understand, Joe. It's. And look, I'm a guy who I love Nemestikov. I like what he brings to the table while also openly admitting that there is absolutely zero reason for him to be in the organization, you know, in the next couple of uh, the next couple of months. But the flip side to that is the Rangers do have a money issue right now. And moving on from Nemestikov would fix that issue. It's just. I don't know if it's necessarily in the cards. The thing to keep in mind is like, all right, you demote McKeg, uh, and then you let's say you demote Lemieux, or um, not demote Lemieux, you demote uh, Nieves or you know Leas or whatever. Well, are they even on the like? Is Nieves even on the team right now? Well, I'm just talking specifically about what we have on cap friendly. Okay, um, Leas Anderson, uh, for the record, is. I think he. I think I thought he was there. Um, listed. On, yeah, he is listed on the main roster. So they have fourteen forwards listed. Lemieux is the only one who's unsigned among them. So you have McKeg, you have Nieves, and you have Elias Anderson. Um, also, Mapaleski, who is not going to be on the main roster. So the Rangers currently, according to Catherine, they have a million and ten k open um, in salary. And so they have to get D'Angelo and Lemieux under contract, Joe. If you move all the pieces, the Rangers are not crazy to think they could get this done, you know, which is just reiterating what we said before, but the numbers behind it do make sense. I think what's happening here is that these are two guys who the Rangers are saying, one-year deal at your qualifying offer, maybe a little bit above, maybe we give you some bonuses, Nothing crazy, and these are two guys that want contracts with terms because they both are young guys who've moved around um, in the past couple of years. D'Angelo, you know, was feels like he's a forty-point defenseman right now, and Brendan Lemieux feels like he was a big piece of a blockbuster trade uh, that is going to a young team, and he's a young player who's trying to carve out a role for himself in its future and make sure he stays up in the show. I get why they're angling for more, and by all means go get your money but they got to come down to reality at some point here joe 
it's not. I would good. agree with that, Michael. I think that's a. I think that's a fair way, especially for Brennan the Mew. Like, he just doesn't have. He doesn't have an like an enviable position at the negotiation table. Well, he doesn't, and that's why it's so surprising that he's here right now. It really is. It's it's. I'm I'm shocked that we're at this stage in the game. To be completely honest with you. So, I don't know. I don't know. Let's go to our next question, Michael. Next question. Next question is from Clem Fandat. Oh, no, sorry. We just asked this question. Alex Khalifa, what are the odds that a Ranger wins the 2019-2020 Calder Trophy? Ooh. Ooh. Well, it's going to be Kako, if anyone. I'm going to say... 82%. 90 45%. 45%? 40, 45%. Boy, my son is just screaming over there. I'm going to say... I'm going to say 69%. Nice. Nice. I think Kako is going to have a better year than Hughes is. Not necessarily an indictment of talent, but Kako is just built for the NHL. Hughes is going to take some time to figure that shit out. That's all. Uh, Final question, Michael. This is a short show this week. Fish Jesus. People were freaking out about the loss to Columbus in Traverse Torta in Traverse City. And as it was Igor's first game, I think some people put too much stock in the tournament. Are there any positives we can walk away from from these first games? So that was asked September 8th, which was yesterday. Um, I don't know, man. I think that if you really want to take positives, forget Kako. Um, I think Matthew Robertson has looked good. I think... Um, I think Krofstov has looked good. Adam Fox has obviously looked really good. Joey Keane, I think, has played pretty well. There are really guys that you care about, and there are guys that you don't give as much of a shit about. And the Rangers are, you know, they've there's a lot of invites on that list. And part of the reason is because they don't have a ton of prospects that, you know, Carl Hendrickson is a, a super rare example of a European player playing in this tournament. Like, he's going to be late getting back to Forlunder's junior team because of this tournament. And I have a theory about that, but I'm waiting on some information to prove if what I think about that situation is correct. So there's plenty of positives to take out of this. And I don't think Fish is asking this from a negative light. Um, I just don't really worry about this. The first time these guys have played together, I wouldn't worry about stuff like that. That's all. The thing I'll say specifically about Chesterkin, and I tweeted this, is in 6,500 minutes of KHL regular season hockey, KHL being the second most competitive and talent-filled league after the NHL, Chesterkin had a 9.35 save percentage. Yes, he played on a really strong team. Yes, you know his stats were influenced by that. But I'm not, I'm not going to judge the guy based on 125 minutes of a prospect tournament. I'm just not going to do it. Like, it doesn't... Like, if you watch the games, I'm sure if you're someone who just saw the box score and you looked at, like, Jesus, his save percentage was like 818 or whatever the hell it ended up being. But if you watch the games and saw just how many breakaways he faced, how many, you know, two-on-ones, three-on-ones, two-on-os he faced, for fuck's sake. Like, I, I wouldn't sweat it with Shesterkin. Like, uh, if if he looks really sloppy and all over the place in preseason, sure, we can start to chew our nails a bit, but he's the guy most of us have starting in the AHL and getting that adjustment to the North American game, you know, to get some seasoning there before he makes, you know, his bid for the crown 
uh, you know, as Henrik Lundqvist's successor. It's going to take time. Goalies take time. It's okay. Goalies take time. It is okay. Patreon.com slash blue shirt banter. You should do that. That would be great. Um, the Gin Mill this Saturday, September 14th from 3 to 6 p. You are not doing anything. Shut up. Just come. It is a $5 uh, bill to get in. You have $5. Or if you don't, you can do things for $5. Um, go ask your boss for a raise. You should ask your boss for a raise because you deserve your money and then give us that $5 to get in. Um, Dive into a, uh, a fountain that people throw coins into wish and gather coins. Hmm. Is that really you want to wishes. go in and... Okay, that's interesting. Go into a wishing fountain and just steal other people's wish money. The only thing I want is a New York Strip steak sandwich from the gin mill. Is that is that what they have? I have to look at the menu. On a, on a toasted garlic... Portuguese Ooh, roll. Toasted garlic Portuguese roll. That sounds With grilled good. onions and mozzarella cheese. Um, That's what I want. And some coins from a, from a wishing fountain. Wet coins. A, 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 a wishing falcon? A, or a wishing, wishing fountain? fountain? With some wet coins. Yeah. Um, anyway... We did a podcast just now. Yeah, we just we finished the podcast. Leave the, the this is why you go to patreon.com slash blue shirt banter. You leave the, the professional let us podcast. <laughs> okay? Let us do the podcasting. It's pretty clear. So What would you rather do with your time? Fish wet coins out of a wishing fountain or listen to a podcast? I listen to podcasts all the time. The thing is, I would do both of those things. I think I yeah, I mean do I get to keep the money that I fished out? Yeah, I mean, you have to do it. There was a public book article. I read it when I was a kid, or like a, maybe a short story, and I don't remember what it was called, but... Is Wizardy still alive? Wizardy is still alive. I was just downstairs feeding him, actually. Um, this th- this very poor girl and her brother, um, they were like living in a museum or something, and they would collect the money from the wishing well, and then I, I always remember they would like sleep in the, the museum beds... Um, Anyway, I don't know why that made me think of that, but uh, yeah, that's. I want you to send me a picture of Wizardy for the Patreon. Uh, Fine, remind me tomorrow. Uh, (laughs) I didn't even. I'm never gonna get it. Notice your username. Never gonna get it. I did not notice your username. Um, (laughs) Patreon.com/slash/blueshirtbanter. Thank you all for donating. Um, If you are somebody who enjoys this podcast, please subscribe. Leave five stars. You can find us pretty much anywhere. And be nice. Uh, Shoot me an email if you. Take care. Shoot me an email if you have not found. Drink some water. If you have not found the show or it's sleep. not updating properly, it took us a minute to get it onto Google Play. There were some type of issues on the RSS feed, so stuff like that. Just let us know. And uh, Mike is a whale. Anything else? Joe, if you had to paint your toenails, what color would you paint them? Royal blue. Because at some point, Kaylin's going to paint your toenails. She might. She can paint to whatever color she wants. That's a, that's a sweet answer. And with that, I'm folks, confident. I can yeah do whatever the fuck. Paint it red. I don't care. The blood of my enemies.